Ah, <laughs> oh, this is great. It's Andy and Cat. It's Magic 95.1. I'm going to play for you a segment that is from a, I guess, TikTok social media, and it's uh, about burnout teachers. Okay. And it has to do with the beginning of school. And at the beginning of school, teachers are really doing a lot, right? They're uh, putting out their their list of things they need. And they're also building email lists with all the parents' email addresses on them. Right. So they can so communicate, they can, hey, yeah. reminder, all library books are due back on Wednesday and uh, gym days on Thursday. So make sure we have good shoes. You know, all of these things. So that, you know, so teachers do a lot of this stuff. But in order to build these lists, which they've been doing the last several weeks, they have to put in the email addresses of the parents. Right. And sometimes, still to this day, people have kind of embarrassing email addresses that they use to, like, pass on to teachers. And that is what this blog or video uh, TikToker Burnout Teachers is sharing. Here's a little bit of the sketch because it's so true. And if you have an embarrassing or once had an embarrassing email address, I'd love for you to call yes. in. Uh, 260-467-9500. Okay, perfect. So what's the best email address to contact you at then? His dad never checks this. You can send it to mine. Great. It's XX underscore fat. Fat is with a PH. Juicy booty cutie. <laughs> cutie is spelled Q T <laughs> underscore XX underscore exclamation oh, we're point. still going hottie wit a body <laughs> money sign sugar lips hottie with a body money sign sugar lips oh my god I had a friend in high school and her, her email address was drunk girl 467 that's the rest of your life. Oh. If you're still using your drunk girl ass, <laughs> right? and you send it into the teacher, I mean, what are you doing? And apparently, my friends who were teachers who were like, "No, Andy, this happens all, all the, the dang time." time. <laughs> that uh, they still use. They're like, uh, they they use these old monikers that they've been doing. Drunk girl and <laughs> hottie with a body, juicy booty cutie. <laughs> I gotta play that again. Perfect. So what's the best email address to contact you at then? His dad never checks this. You can send it to mine. Great. It's XX underscore fat. Fat is with a PH. Juicy booty cutie. Cutie is spelled Q-T underscore XX underscore exclamation point. Hottie wit a body. Money sign sugar lips. (laughs) Money sign sugar lips in it. Cracks me up. All right. Uh, it's Andy and uh, Kat. It's Magic 95.1. Uh, good morning. Hi. Did you have a funny uh, email address you used to use? Go ahead. Uh, yes. It was uh, vampire underscore lonely girl 15. <laughs> Did you say vampire? vampire under- lonely girl. Underscore lon- lonely girl. <laughs> Are you really into yeah. vampires? <laughs> I had a phase. Oh, you had a phase. That's what we're calling it. All right. True true or false, is that account still, like, active? (laughs) Yes. I know that's what I heard. I I heard yes, too. Why is it always when their phones break up at the best part? Uh, Andy and Kat, good morning. Uh, Hi. Embarrassing email addresses you currently have or used to have. Go ahead. Yes. I've been out of school almost 20 years. 
and I still use the same email. It's badgirl84 with two Bs. <laughs> Bad girl. 84. Yes. <laughs> Did you graduate I, in 84? No, I was born in 84, graduated in 03. Yeah. Um, right. At the time, P, P. Diddy had his bad boy line, and it had two Gs, and I'm like, well, hello, where's the ladies? Come on. So I created Bad Girl 84. I still use that moniker. I have two emails with that, and I use it for other stuff, too, and I use it for my kids' schools, too. Oh, oh, yeah. So you, you know the teacher types that in. Oh my god! Yeah, I cared in my early thirties. I'm pushing forty now, and I just don't care. I know. Own it. Yeah. Own it. Well, you know, let's be honest. Are you a bad girl? Uh, some friends know some secrets about me, so yeah. Yes, you are. You are what you are. Yes. You are what you are. This is a bad girl here. B A double D. I got a bad with two D's. Oh my gosh! Thank you for the call. I love it. Uh, you still have a funny or maybe slightly inappropriate email <laughs> moniker. Juicy booty, booty. Cu- cutie. Cutie booty. Hottie with a body <laughs> underscore sugar lips. Uh, it's, hey, it's Andy and Kat. It's Magic 95.1. Uh, so the big item in the news today is gas prices. The national average is finally below $4 for the first time in five months. And then uh, I got this sent to me that back, did you know, I had no idea, back in the day, gas stations or service stations back in the day used to do commercials to market you to go get gas from them. I don't recall ever seeing a commercial like that. So as much as we talk about gas in our country and the evolution of electric vehicles and anyway, you know, I think all but except for the state of New Jersey, I thought New Jersey, unless they've changed it recently, still had to allow somebody else to pump the gas for you. So in New Jersey, there is literally a dude that comes out and pumps the gas. Mm -hmm. But when you watch old-timey videos from the 50s or something like that, this was a lot of people's jobs was to come out and like wash your windows, work for tips, Mm -hmm. put air in your tires like a pit stop, you know, try to sell you chips and all those things. And nowadays, those commercials don't exist. You just go in and impulse buy your ding-dongs. Or you just use your credit card at the pump these days and just get your gas and go. Okay. So uh, here is a 19 57 vintage service station film oil companies used to promote so that their workers could use it as like a training video. Okay. Okay, here we go. In every neighborhood today, there is a service station. Here you can buy gasoline and oil for your car. And you receive many other services as well. The attendant finds out what kind and how much gasoline you want. The attendant also checks under the hood of your car. He looks to see if there is enough water in your radiator. All cars need oil. The attendant checks to see. I mean, I mean, <laughs> yeah, of course can, they can do. Can you imagine today <laughs> as, as, as a big a hurry as everyone is in in the world? Oh, you know, can you imagine? And you know, I've always said people really don't like social interaction. We, we, you might. Well, I do. You <laughs> but, don't. But, but I, I do. I, I don't care. I'd be like, hello, Sarah, and welcome to Skippy Dippies. And come on in and let me pop the hood. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and because people nowadays are like, I just need to get my, I only have time for half a tank, and you're go. You're back. Mm-hmm. You're back. And so we're in such uh, angst and anxiety, we can't relax anymore. But listen to how slow it was. You would pull in, and 30 minutes later, you'd leave. See if there is enough oil in your car. The attendant also checks your tires. The service station attendant washes your windshield, 
so that it's bright and clear. <laughs> you pay him for the gasoline and oil. His other services are free. Some service stations keep the money drawer in the station house. And it's here where the attendant goes to get your change. The no. station house? The station house? No. The station house? You know, I remember going to the gas station as a young kid and being with my mom. And we would give her, I don't know, five dollars. We would give the attendant five dollars. And then he had this little change thing. Oh, the change belt? Kit. Where you go... Yeah, where you have the nickels and the dimes, and then you just like press it and they fall out. I was so fascinated by that. Oh my gosh. A a change house. I'm going to go to the service station. (laughs) Who talked like that? Anyway, I got 10 seconds left of this thing. How much better and faster this is than long ago. Service stations are everywhere. Certainly there is one in your neighborhood, too. <laughs> what I mean, you know, if they brought back a service station, I don't know. Would that would that do? Would that business model work today? If they brought back a, a service station, I would want it to be an old timey service station. Like, what if Jiffy Lube, which I think is an Indiana based franchise around uh-huh. here, uh, Jiffy Lube, like you know, started selling gas and everybody had to wear an old timey outfit? I love that. <laughs> See, I would love that. It's such a novelty thing. It's kind of a throwback thing. And then it's something to teach your kids as well. My kids, I mean, they never knew that you used to drive it to the gas station and an attendant came out to pump the gas for you. Well, hello, Mr. Beckman. Good to see you. Welcome back. (laughs) Watch him pop the hood and we're going to go ahead and reinflate those tires. Uh, Let me check your dipstick. Well. (laughs) Oh, okay. I made it Uh, weird. Sorry about that. All of a sudden it got real dirty at the end. (laughs) All of a sudden, that gas station was turning all sorts of profits. <laughs> Sandy and Cat, it's Magic 95.1. You know, some one of the things I always look for and when I read news headlines is the news that doesn't get enough attention, although I think it should. Mm-hmm. Like yesterday, we had four cases of people being cured by HIV, cured of HIV via bone marrow. Yeah, nobody okay. was talking about but, that. But nobody, no, no national yeah. media is talking about it. We'd rather talk about raiding Mar-a-Lago and... We talk about inflation and gas prices. I understand all that. But somewhere I thought maybe curing disease would make the list, and it didn't. I have another story today that I'm like, I'm sorry. Who's the producer? Where's the editor? You guys ready for this story? This is exactly what the world has needed for a long dang time. There is a group of engineers in a robotics company, Mm -hmm. and they have created... Two robots that are very close to being available to market. Okay. Have you ever gone and bought IKEA furniture? Yes. IKEA furniture is uh. Uh, assemble furniture. Sometimes really good furniture. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, but that you have to be, you have to assemble it, and the assembly process at times can be a little bit of a kerfuffle. Okay, and they don't give you a ton of instructions. They give you a bunch of pictures. Yep. So they you don't have to figure it out. Yeah, they give you like seven diagrams. When in reality, you probably need thirty steps. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of things they don't fill you in. So anyway, this robotics company has created a robot that can assemble the IKEA furniture for you. Oh, I love it. I love it. How much does this robot cost? I have no damn oh, clue. Oh, man. You know, you get people in the door, then you hit them with the price. Yep. Uh, so anyway, they are creating a robot that can assemble furniture and chairs. Again, does everybody, if there's anybody listening, listen to Uncle Andy that wants to quit working because you're like, working stinks. Mm-hmm. I just want to have Chuck Surak money <laughs> and I don't want to do anything for it. Here's what you got to do. I'm looking for it. This has been America's Mission Impossible. 
the first person who invents this will no longer have to work and generations after you will no longer have to work. Are you ready? I'm ready. The dryer that folds your clothes. Oh, gosh. Laundry. What a time waste. If you can find a machine that when it's done being in the drying cycle, it folds it for you, you and generations after you will no longer have to work. Everyone in the world will buy this dang thing. How about putting it away? My kids never put away their laundry. It always stacks up on their dresser. We need something like that, too. Yeah. You do a lot of laundry in your house. And recently, we just found out that most of the laundry that you're doing in your house is your own. In the summer, <laughs> I change my pants. Yeah, like five times a day. The other day, I went through five five outfit changes. Look, I'm five sorry. Five pairs of underwear. Your, the, the crotch region is <laughs> really your legs' armpits. This is, okay. okay? I, I will we give put, you that. We put deodorant yeah. in our armpits, but we don't put any below the Mason-Dixon line. And I am saying for years, we need some form of antiperspirant on that on, area, in that sector yeah. of the vector. Okay. Then I would do less laundry. <laughs> well, I got to tell you, I mean, some people do put the deodorant on the inside of their thighs. Yes, but they not, should. Not for the reason that you think. It's more for chafing. Chafing reasons. is a monster. Yes. Ugh. Oh, I could. Do you tell ever you. go for a run and then you get back from your run and you take a nice shower and, and then you stinks. realize, oh, yeah. oh my gosh, I chafed my thunder thighs. Oh, yeah, it's the worst. That's why I always wear bike shorts. Oh, you do? All day, every day. Oh my gosh, that's a vision. Oh, it's back, everybody. A new episode of Misheard Song Lurks. Thank you to everybody who continues to send them in sporadically when you hear one. If you hear a song and you go, wait a minute, what are they singing? And then you end up looking up the real lyrics, you go, oh my gosh, I've been singing this song wrong my entire life. I know years ago, I uh, first played the uh, Martin Page, House of Stone and Light, which is a song from the 80s. Of course, uh, this is also at some point how I kind of had a Fort Wayne staple in my career. It's part of my resume when we heard a lump of poop in your eye. Here we go. I don't care how many times you hear that no. song. That is about a lump, lump of, of poop, poop in your eye. <laughs> if you'd like to hear it one more time, listen for it real quick. Lump of poop in your eye. They actually say the real lyrics are, oh, oh, open your eyes. No, they're I not. I don't hear it. No, they're not. Mm-mm. It's a lump of poop. Here you go. There you go. Lump of poop in your eyes. So uh, that is, uh, over the years, continues to bring forth uh, segments where people have been singing the lyrics wrong or they mishear them in a way that's funny. Uh, we have how many today, Kat? We have a couple. So okay, here I, we go. I have one here from Eric and he writes in, he wanted me to play Carrie Underwood uh, before he cheats. I'm going to get you familiar with the song right now. time you hear that song, you know the actual lyrics are, I took a Louisville slugger to both headlights, but that is not what he hears. He hears, I took a Louisville slugger to both her thighs. Here we go. Louisville slugger to both headlights. 
That's it. I took a Once little you... slugger to both her thighs. All right, one more time. <laughs> one more time. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. Yeah. I hear it now. Now Every- I think you made the song better. I, I do. I <laughs> not, know. A not bit both headlights, yeah. both her thighs. Both her thighs. Okay. Okay, this one comes in from Claire. She wanted me to play Police Every Breath You Take. Here's a little familiarity. I'm really going to ruin this song for you because Claire hears my poo hole aches with every step you take. Listen right, for it. My, is it, is, is my it the poo hole. My, my poo hole. My poo hole. My poo hole. Whole aches. Isn't it the actual lyrics? My poor heart aches. Yes. It's my poor heart aches. But she hears my poo hole. Poo hole. Here we go. See? for you i was at my desk i bet for 20 minutes playing this over and over laughing to myself you want to hear it one more time your poo your whole mm-hmm. aches as opposed to poor heart heart aches. okay here we poor go. heart becomes poo ho oh. <laughs> oh my gosh oh my That's gosh bad. Can't stop hearing that. Now I've ruined Sting. Well, Claire has ruined Sting. Oh my god. One more time. Okay, you got it. Oh my god. That is. That's what it is. There is nothing else I hear now. (laughs) You guys ever been heartbroken? No. But uh another part of me hurts. (laughs) Yes. If you have a misheard song lyric, feel free to email me, cat at magic951.com. It's Andy and Cat. It's Magic 95.1. Uh, maybe my stat of the day, research has come out with the new list of the top aromas Ooh. that get you and your partner in the mood. Vanilla on there. I like mm. vanilla. Mm, yes. Vanilla. Is it? Vanilla is oh, in I at number it. seven. Okay. Vanilla. <laughs> 35% of women say they find a deep woodsy fragrance mm-hmm. to be most appealing. They also enjoy a fresh scent. I think vanilla would fall under a fresh scent. Here are the top 10 aromas that get you and your partner at the same time in the mood. In the mood. Oh. Mixed spices. I don't know what that means. <laughs> is Mixed it, spices? Is in at number 10. Hmm. Bonfire okay. smell um, is in at number 9. Well, I, I mean, could, who doesn't like I a good bonfire smell? I could smell it on my high school sweatshirt. <laughs> right. Mm. Reminds you of uh, junior high. Junior high? Oh, my gosh. Now, nobody talked to me in junior high. Uh, eight, mold wine. Oh, nice mold wine. Mm. Have you never I had... I don't know. What you... is that? What do you mean? What, what does that smell like? 
It smells like mold water. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks. Good description. You know what? It smells like fall, but with booze. I don't know. You've ever had like a red wine with spices in it? That's a mold wine. Okay. All right. Now I can smell it. All right. Vanilla's in at seven. Okay. Rain. The smell of a fresh, wet rain oh. comes in at number six. Uh, number five, fresh linen or cashmere. The aromas that get you in the mood. Now we're down to the top four. Okay. Fresh flowers. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Mm, depends on which one. Get you romantic. I mean, I'm a lilac guy. You like lilac? I'll get in on right. lilac. But a rose? Mm. No. That smells like grandma. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Number three is aftershave. Mm. Number two is exactly like bonfires. They say log fires. So the smell of a fire again, it comes in at number two. And uh, I don't understand why this is in there, but the number one uh, thing that gets you in the mood is your favorite scent that your partner wears, their cologne or perfume comes in at number one. You know, I my husband, he wears more of a musk, more of a manly like type musk. Mm-hmm. That that's I guess his scent. Smells like uh, when you say musk, does it smell like? Uh, he it doesn't just, smell like old. It just oh. got done. Like musk to me is like manly. Like I just got done drinking motor oil. I just Uh-oh. built a boat, cut down a forest. Oh, like uh, a lumberjack. Yeah. Yes. 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 Kind of like oh, that. And I'm more of a sweet. Like I like the sweet scents. Like you want him yes. to smell like vanilla. I do. Raindrops. I want him to smell like vanilla and raindrops. <laughs> that would get me in the mood. <laughs> Come here, baby. <laughs> you smell so fresh and clean, and he's, he's uh, dressed up his sweaty smell into yes. his uh, man musk. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> the top scents that get you in the mood. It's Andy and Cat. It's Andy and Cat. It's Magic 95.1. Of course, uh, back to school week, really, on our show. I know Northwest Allen starts today. A lot of schools started yesterday. So uh, yesterday afternoon on our Facebook page here at Magic 95.1, I asked... Now that you're a grown adult, is there still one assignment that haunts you a little from your school days? Could be elementary, middle school, whatever. Something that is still lingering with you years later because of how crazy or how hard it was. And uh, you're welcome to call in 260-467-9500. Usually the best participants are teachers now themselves, yes. remembering the outrageous stories and teachers they assignments they had. I had great teachers. I had bad ones. I think we all do. You know, um, like I had a, a teacher who taught economics, and he just handed me and the whole class the money section of the USA Today. Mm-hmm. Told us to read it, and that was it. That he just sat there. <laughs> he was also a football coach. He wasn't a very good teacher, right? Um, but then I had great teachers, right? And I had one who was teaching us about trench warfare during World War II, and uh, so we'd have to sneak or cross, try to get to the other side of the room, and we'd be hit by paper wads and things like that, as if we were recreating trench warfare. And by the way, we did not do well. No, no, something you know, it has to do with the invention of the machine gun and mm-hmm. parts of history. So all that still stays with me. Um, but then there was also times when you would get hit with assignments that you're like, are you kidding me? Like a 10-page term paper mm-hmm. in, in high school? When am I going to have time to do that? Uh, and so certain assignments linger. Uh, let's see. Uh, Jamie writes in, I took four years of Latin in high school. Anybody have Latin? Mm. Uh, this alone is crazy. But the teacher allowed us to work in groups. We did a lot of whispering and tests. Uh-huh. And that's how I passed. Uh, let's see. Diane writes, in high school, I had to dissect a cow's eye. 
Oh, no. Some of my friends asked me to be on their team. I said, okay, but I don't want to touch the eyeball. Well, the procedure had to be done by someone with small hands. Oh. I had the smallest hands in our group, so I ended up having to hold the ball. <laughs> Jenny has a similar story in biology, too. They had to dissect a frog, strip the poor little frog down to its skeleton, and then rebuild the skeleton. Um, She had to take it home, and then she had to remove the eyes. And, of course, one of those, as she puts it, suckers bursted and squirted her in the face. Who is taking home a frog cadaver? No. Who is doing that? Mm, Well, I will tell you, in middle school, I believe it was middle school, we had to parent uh, together and we were teamed up boy girl boy girl mm. as you as if you were like a couple sure. and then your baby was an egg and oh. I got teamed up with one of the boys that was always picking on me oh, I didn't no. like him so he had to be my boyfriend oh, for a week and then brutal. we shared this egg together and so one day it was time for me to take the egg home you know our baby home and then he had to take the egg home and then he returned with a broken baby <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> uh, wait, did I ever tell you? Well, they call it like baby think it over. That's what they call it now in school. Mm, oh, no, I didn't Because they give know you that. a baby and it yes. tells you to really think over pre, uh, premarital mm, and, yes. uh, stuff and, and holding, off on abs- or holding off on sex and mm-hmm. abstinence and all this stuff yeah. because these could be the consequences. One time, uh, years ago, I was taking my kids to a playground to uh-huh. play and I saw a high school couple making out on the playground. Oh, no. And right next to them was their baby think it over. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I, think, I was like, I should. They're sh- not I fe- thinking it over. I felt like I wanted to just snap a picture of it <laughs> and, and send it, it to, to the teacher. Yeah. Like, they're not thinking anything over. Uh-uh. They're not thinking a dang thing no. over.